In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear friends in Christ, the word of God spoken at the transfiguration still rings in our ears. This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. And so as we continue through the Jesima season, step by step closer to Ash Wednesday and the season of Lent, we continue to listen to Jesus. And in our gospel lesson for today, we hear another one of our Lord Jesus Christ's parables. A familiar one again. A sower went out to sow his seed. That's familiar. We have a giant building in downtown with a sower on the top. We know what planting looks like. We know how it's done. We're Nebraskans after all. But the sower in our Lord's parable is a little odd. He's odd in the way that he throws out his seed. It's thrown everywhere. Not only in the field that had been plowed and prepared, the rocks thrown out of it into a pile, the furrows flattened, the big clods of dirt broken up. Yes, that's where you normally throw your seed. And our sower does that. But he doesn't only plant in the field. He also plants along the path that leads to the field. He plants in the rocky places. He plants in the middle of weeds growing up in the thickets. He throws his seed everywhere. Now, if you're not a farmer, perhaps that doesn't sound too weird, but it is. It's odd. In just a few months, here in Nebraska, as you drive out of town, you'll see the planting taking place. Tractors pulling planters across the fields. Beans being drilled into the ground. Corn planted by the millions. Acre after acre after acre. But you'll notice the farmers that you see are not planting the gravel roads. The farmers that you see aren't dragging their expensive planting equipment across piles of rock. They're not putting their seed down in the places where weeds always grow and nothing ever is produced. In fact, it's been my entire life and I've never once, not even by accident, seen a farmer plowing up a road and putting corn there. Farmers plant fields, prepared places, 
places that have been tilled, chisel plowed. Well, why don't they plant the roads? Well, number one, it's illegal, right? Imagine how hard it would be to get around if every single road had been planted with corn. Well, maybe it wouldn't actually be that hard. Would any corn grow there? A road is not a good seedbed. How long would farming equipment last? Running through all the limestone rocks and the gravel that are on those roads. Would that even be financially feasible? In our Lord's parable, the sower is a little odd. He plants his seed everywhere, even the places that don't make sense, even the places that there's 100% chance that the wheat will die. That the plants will fail. The sower in our Lord's parable plants the road. He plants the rock. He plants the weedy places. He leaves no place untouched as far as throwing his seed out goes. Every spot gets seed. Every spot. Well, what's that mean? Why spend so long emphasizing this point, Pastor? Our Lord teaches us what this means. He says the seed isn't actually seed. It's His Word. God sends His Word out. He makes sure that it's preached and taught. And he makes sure that it's preached and taught to all people in all places. Every person descended from Adam and Eve, no matter where they live, God sends his word out to them. If we were farmers, we'd find it wasteful. And sometimes as Christians, we see it as wasteful. But still the Lord sends out the word to every corner of the earth. Even if they seem like they won't bear fruit at all. The word is preached all the same. It's preached to those with stubborn, sinful hearts that likely won't bear any fruit at all, who will reject it. It's preached to those whom Satan's lies will come and destroy the faith. God sends out his word. It's preached by sinful pastor's lips. 
It's sung in the words of the liturgy and the hymns of the church. It's distributed with bread and wine and water. God sends out his word to all places, to all people. We see that clearly in our modern day and age, don't we? We finally know all the corners of the earth. Can you think of any place where God's word has not gone out? There are few, if any. There's only a few uncontacted tribes out there. Less than a hundred thousand people out of seven and a half billion. Well, Pastor, what about the Middle East? The Islamic nations? They've heard about Jesus. They've heard that Christians teach he died and rose again. And many of them hate that teaching. The word has gone out. Even here, in Lincoln, Nebraska, 8,000 miles away from Jerusalem, 2,000 years after the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, the word has gone out, it has been preached, it has been taught, it has been administered. It's just like Jesus says in the parable. The seed has been sown in all places. And just as our Lord teaches, it is not bearing fruit in all places either. Some corners of the globe, the word of God is trampled underfoot. In some corners of the globe, the word is snatched away and devoured. In some parts of the world, the word withers and dies. In some parts of the world, the word is choked out by love of the world. It's only in some places that the word grows and bears fruit. Only in some ears is faith created. Only some of that which grows actually comes to fruition and is harvested. The word goes out. Some grows. Some ripens. Some is harvested. But what our Lord is teaching is that not all people will be Christian. Not all people will be saved. That also is a reality of our world, isn't it? We spoke earlier of the Middle East. Nations that used to be Christian nations. 100% Christian. Places like Libya 
and Turkey and Egypt used to be centers of Christian thought. But not any longer. Germany, that's where Lutheranism began. Hundreds of churches, beautiful in their construction, mostly empty on Sunday mornings. Spain, that spread Christianity to the New World and beyond, slowly decreasing in faith. The word has been sown in these places. It has come to them. But sin is killing it. The word has come here also to Lincoln, Nebraska. Will it bear fruit? Will it be ripening in the fields? Will it be harvested? Well, you know, even here, more and more, God's word falls upon deaf ears. More and more, it's trampled underfoot, called foolish, old-fashioned, unenlightened, anti-intellectual, and more. More and more here among us, God's word is snatched away by demons disguised as false religion, hatred, and other foolishness. More and more, those who sprout in the waters of holy baptism later wither, never to darken the door of the church again. More and more, those who come and enter God's house with joy fall away with love of money, power, wealth, job, health, home, or any other of the temporary things of this world. Things that God's word say will slowly fail and disappear. Small catechism says anything that you love more than God holds the potential to take away your faith, to choke it out. What are those things for you? Is it alcohol? Is it addiction? Pornography? Politics? Your identity? Your political party? And so, as our Lord teaches clearly in our gospel lesson, the word goes out 
but not all hear the word and are saved. The faith of some will die. The faith of some will grow cold. The faith of some will never sprout. Dear Christian, your faith is a precious thing. Your faith is the single most valuable thing God has given you in this world. And as long as you are in this world, it's at risk to the attacks of Satan, who wants to choke it out, trample it underfoot, and steal it away so that you can suffer the same fate that he must suffer in hell. Apart from God. To accomplish this, Satan attacks the very word that our Lord Jesus preaches in this world. He wants it to be silenced from your ears. He wants it to be taken away from you. And he will stop at nothing to accomplish that. I know that's frightening and overwhelming and terrifying. Who then could be saved? What hope do we have that our faith might not be trampled by Satan, choked out by the world, or wither and die? What hope is there? How in the world will we be able to stay Christian? Dear friends in Christ, you've already heard the answer. Do you remember what our Lord Jesus, the sower, does? He sends out his word. He sows it. Everywhere even into your ear. Every place, every person, God sends out his word so that he might make Christians. He sends out his word to you. Here. Now. God sends out his word. And as our Old Testament lesson says, it will not return to him void. It will accomplish what the Lord desires. 
as the rain and the snow fall down and water the earth to produce fruit, so too does God's word do for you. Even in the parable for this morning, do you see what Jesus says? Where God's word is sown and takes root, it will produce a hundredfold, abundantly, far more than you can imagine. In other words, God's word will work faith. God's word will make you Christian. God's word will save you from this world. God's word, God's word. That's your hope. It fits in perfectly with what began our Jesima season several weeks ago at the Transfiguration. Do you still remember what God the Father begged of you from heaven? Listen to Jesus. Listen to his word, to his preaching and teaching. Trust him. His preaching brings you the most important message of all. The message of the cross. The passion of our Lord Jesus. Where he bled to forgive your sins. He died to destroy the power of death over you forever. He rose again that you might know that joy and live your life accordingly without fear, without worry. Christ preaches this over and over and over again. The word will point you nowhere else but to the cross. The message that this is the beloved Son of God who came into the world for you, for your sake, to die and rise for your sin, to grant you eternity, peace, and comfort. The Word brings that message, and where God's Word is, the Holy Spirit is at work, calling, gathering, enlightening, and sanctifying the entire Christian church on earth. And as the Catechism says, keeping it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. Hear the Word. Hear Jesus. Dear Christian, God sends out His Word. He sends it out to all. He proclaims forgiveness of sins through the work of Jesus, even to you and to me. Treasure that word. Listen to that word. Love that word. Fight to hear that word. Do not neglect the time that you have here on earth in the word. Do not think that you can listen tomorrow what Christ preaches today. Eat the Lord's Supper. 
Wash in the word daily because the harvest is soon ever drawing nearer. The time for sowing will come to an end and the reaper will bring the harvest in to the Lord's granary, to his barns, purchased with the precious blood of Jesus. Soon, very soon, our Lord Jesus will gather all Christians to himself and give them peace and joy, world without end. To such a measure that our human language cannot even describe it. A sower went out to sow. A preacher went out to preach. The seed fell everywhere. The word has done the same. It's come to your ears. Listen to Jesus, to his word. In that word, he will save you. In the name of Jesus, amen.